This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's Rico Daily. I'm Adam Clark Estes. This past President's Day, Donald Trump Jr. posted a screenshot of what looked like a tweet, but it wasn't quite. It was from his father, and it read, Get ready, your favorite president will see you soon. Since being banned from Twitter last year, the former president has long promised a Trump-branded Twitter competitor, and it has finally arrived. Sort of. It was glitchy. People couldn't make accounts. The confirmation emails weren't showing up in people's email inboxes. And even there was an outage for about 13 hours. That's McKenna Kelly, the policy reporter for The Verge. And she's here to tell us about the origins and launch of Truth Social. McKenna, thanks for joining us. Hi, it's good to be here. I wonder if you could give us a little bit of info on on the run-up and why Donald Trump wanted to create a Twitter competitor to, to begin with. Well, there's a need for him to have a social media platform now. During the January 6th riots last year, he was finally taken off Twitter after years of running really, really close to breaking the terms of service. It took that uh, last kind of point with people entering the Capitol and causing mass destruction for him to be taken down. And ever since then, he's kind of been without that megaphone that he's always had. I think even over the last year, you can kind of tell there's been a real hole in Republican messaging ever since he's been banned. So you said that it looks and works like Twitter in pretty much every single way, except that instead of tweeting tweets, they, uh, can you say truth truths? Is there a verb yet? I guess it's truthing, uh, but I haven't really seen anybody talk about it, right? I, I think people are still using the colloquial term of posting. Got it. Even if there are a lot of people rushing to get on this platform, it doesn't actually sound like it's a viable alternative to Twitter. I mean, would it ever have the same reach or popularity? It's really hard to say. I mean, right now, I can't imagine anyone who isn't like a diehard Trump supporter joining the platform. There is definitely a lot of excitement in the Trump uh, ecosystem, even folks who have Getter accounts or other social media alternatives that have sprung up in wake of all of this censorship talk. But I, I can't imagine anyone who is like a diehard Twitter user wakes up and like scroll, scrolls through their feed every day, whatever make the jump to truth. You mentioned Getter and We've seen a number of other conservative or quote unquote free speech social media platforms pop up, especially since January 6th. How have those companies reacted to the launch of Truth Social? in this ecosystem for a while and reporting on it. I went to a Turning Point USA event in December, and even then, the platform hadn't launched yet, but the Getter folks were so stoked, at least like in their statements, that they were excited for this platform to drop. They tell me in conversations with, that I've had with their comms people and marketing people, they tell me that if Trump enters the sphere, it gets more people excited about the alternative social media ecosystem entirely, which then, you know, raises all boats, right? Sure. This isn't the first time Trump has tried to do this, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> um, 
he definitely had an attempt. There was last year, right, where everyone got really excited because he finally dropped a website. Essentially, it was a blog where only he could post that looked very similar to Twitter, and he could write little posts and put things there, but it wasn't really used. And a couple months later, I think in June of last year, he just got rid of it. So from that effort, which didn't go very well until now, what's happened and and who have been the people in Trump's orbit involved in this new venture? Is, Is Trump actually trying to make money from it? Over the last six months, Trump has been courted by basically every alternative social media website. Jason Miller, the CEO of Getter, who formerly was a spokesman for Donald Trump on his campaigns, he is always talking to the president, always making statements that he's asking the president to make an exclusive account on Getter, but that has yet to happen. The only thing that succeeded was this SPAC deal with uh, the Donald Trump Media Group and Rumble, which is a YouTube competitor that's already seen some mainstream success with organizations like the RNC or CPAC, where they have exclusive streaming deals. And what's the story with Rumble? Do you have any idea why Trump ended up going with that partnership? Well, there's definitely some connections there. Outside of like exclusive streaming agreements with like the RNC and CPAC, he has ties to folks who run the company and fund it. Speaking, you know, specifically about Peter Thiel, a VC um, funder who is a big name in Silicon Valley. I'm sure our listeners here understand that. And then also like folks like J.D. Vance, who is running for Senate in Ohio. Well, it at least sounds like there is some money and power behind Truth Social. Do you think that there is a future for the platform? Do you think Trump is planning on making a lot of money from it? Or does he just want to kind of run his own media company? At this point, it's really hard to say. If you look at like social media platforms, for the most part, they make a majority of their revenue through advertising. And if you look at, I think if you just turn to Fox News every night and like see the primetime advertising on there, this is like Mike Lindell, My Pillow or AARP. They have a demographic that is really, really old. And I'm assuming the same advertising demographic would be, you know, the folks that use truth. So when it comes to advertising, I'm not entirely sure. But we've seen from Republican billionaire investors in the past that they're kind of just willing to throw money at things and see what sticks, especially when they're fighting this culture war that they talk about all the time against like traditional media outlets and social media platforms. And I have to wonder, because we've talked about this idea on the show that pushing people off of the major platforms like Facebook and Twitter and platforms that are more free speech oriented, it kind of pushes them into echo chambers. And so those who might have flirted with extreme ideas could end up becoming extremists themselves. Do you think that there's any danger in this new app and how it might be a place where extremists get together? Of course. You can just look at the platform now and see that Nick Fuentes, who runs, you know, this groiper army of white nationalists, essentially, was verified on Truth just this week. So there, of course, is a little bit of um, willingness from Truth to give an air of authority to dangerous figures like that. When I look at a platform like this, and when I hear remarks from Jason Miller, you know, other folks who run these alternative social media platforms, I don't think they ever want to be like the only place people are going for their information. Uh, When I talk to them, they speak about a fracturing of information. So it's hard to say uh, if this will be the only community folks who use truth will be involved in. They could still be using other platforms as well. Well, McKenna, I have to ask, are you a truth social user? Are you going to be paying close attention to the platform? Uh, On President's Day, I tried to sign up. It took about six hours to get my confirmation email just to arrive in my email inbox. 
And then it took me over a week now. Today, I was just able to secure a username and I'm about the millionth person in line to get access. Wow. Well, good luck waiting and thanks for joining us. Of course. This episode was produced and engineered by John Ahrens. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thanks for listening. Mm.